Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. On the final day of the SBC's annual meeting at the Music City Center yesterday, delegates voted to create a task force to lead an investigation. That task force will be appointed by newly elected President Ed Litton. Leaked letters written by the former president of the SBC's Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission alleged convention executive committee mishandled sexual abuse claims and mistreated victims. The Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency is reporting there's evidence of alligators and cougars expanding their territories into the state. Reporters in the TWRA Tennessee Hunting and Fishing Trapping Guide. The DWRA says species expanding their ranges in the state are protected and can't be killed until a hunting season is established. The guide lists alligators, cougars, hawks, owls, songbirds, endangered species, and any other species for which a season has not been set as protected. Your front porch forecast. Mostly sunny 88 today, mostly clear 66 tonight and sunny and 91 tomorrow. So don't forget your sunscreen, your sunglasses, and drink plenty of water. I'm Ron Jordan. You're up to date. And this is Front Porch Radio News. This summer, take a trip to where it's hot, 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 and find yourself on white hot sands beneath a flaming hot sun, enjoying a blazing hot summer. Or if that's not an option, take the white hot blazing hot or flaming hot fun of summer wherever summer takes you with new June instant games only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game changing fun. Please play responsibly. Quick cash could do you right. Quick cash could do you right. You could win some cash in an instant. You could win it later that night. Fun now. Add quick cash to a drawing game like Lotto America, Cash for Life, and even Tennessee Cash. Add quick cash to any of them, and you can win cash in the flash. Today's the day to play quick cash from the Tennessee Lottery. It's game changing fun. Ooh, now please play responsibly. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint, coming to you from the Mobile Lee Company studio here at Lady Warrior Field in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, on the campus of Riverdale High School. Happy to have you with us on the Front Porch Sports Headquarter. WKOM 1017 FM and 94.5 The Eagle down in Franklin County covering high school sports uh, for the Rebs and for uh, the Huntland Hornets. Hornets and all of the 
the great folks down there in uh, Deckard and Estel Springs. Estel Springs. And Cowan. And Cowan. We're gonna get you schooled up. I know you're from Alabama. You don't know all of that, but yeah, we, we, we're gonna get you taken care of. I definitely wanted to uh, get that Estel Springs in there. We were talking about it the other day. Yeah, we so. we missed them in some of our roll calls. So yeah. All right. We I believe we've got uh, Joe on the phone. So. Uh, Let's, uh, let's go to the Parks Motor Sales Hotline where we talk to Joe Rexrode of The Athletic. Joe, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Sorry about that. Oh, no, you're all good. All good. Hey, uh, nothing like a little little adrenaline jolt there, a little little scare as to whether we're going to get a guest on or not. You know how that works in your um, <laughs> morning gig. Oh, bro. Oh, very much so, yes. <laughs> Got to be ready to pivot. Got to be uh, ready to pivot and adjust. No question. Hey, we really appreciate you joining us. I know that you are um, kind of in travel mode as we are getting ready for the national anthem here at this um, Tennessee Softball Coaches Association's All-Star Game here at Riverdale. And um, So we're going to ask you a question and ask you to talk for about two and a half minutes. Can you do that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can filibuster. <laughs> oh, I, I bet you can. Hey, um, so you had a lot of coverage over the weekend, and rightfully so, regarding Vanderbilt and Tennessee as they, um, quote, punched their tickets to Omaha. And, Joe, I know you've been here maybe, what, five years now? How long have you been here? Uh, yeah, yeah. I li- uh, yep, five years in April. So I'm into my sixth year. I've been here considerably longer. I never, <laughs> I never would have imagined seeing Vanderbilt and Tennessee in Omaha in the same year, and it's it's just beyond it's it's beyond my comprehension. It really is. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I mean, look, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, Tennessee baseball is just one of those things that, like, as a as a relative newcomer. Wasn't on my radar at all. I mean, I remember like Todd Help. You know, I mean, I, here and there, you know, you remember they, they've had some very good teams and 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 stretches. But uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing when you think about what Tony Vitello has done. And really, when you think about, I mean, year two, they they break a fourteen year drought. Year three, what were they sixteen and two last year? So I mean, and and really. You could are you could look at last year's team and say with the pitching that they are actually were more talented mm-hmm. on paper than this year's team. So uh, to to get through some key injuries and do this, uh, pretty special. And then, like you said, I mean, and I, I mean, there's already all this talk about Vanderbilt and Tennessee. What if, what if they meet in the in the final series? I mean, I'm I'm you know I'm trying to temper everyone. Like there there are uh, you know they both have three other teams, really good teams on their side. But yeah, I mean. That would be something just uh, – that would be wild. Yeah, it would certainly be wild, but it would also be um, probably disheartening for the rest of the country, if I had to guess. <laughs> but this entire state would certainly be tuning in, I think. Uh, you know, there are some really good teams in this tournament, including uh, some teams out west that aren't getting a lot of a lot of praise, and that's uh, Arizona and Stanford. Arizona can hit the ball, and Stanford's got a great pitching staff, so it's going to be tough to see those two teams in the finals because they, they do have a tough road. Well, sure, and the thing is, yeah, I mean, Arizona, that's going to be a heck of a lineup for Kumar Rocker to see, you know, in, in game one Saturday. 
And, you know, even, I mean, look, my, my reaction was the same as probably just about anyone when Arkansas gets done. You know, they, they beat NC State 21-2, and then they, you know, lose the next two games. I mean, that, that was stunning. But let's also remember, I mean, that, that has to be a pretty good team that beat them. And what a right. pitching performance by NC State in those two games. Um, and it does, it does remind me of the last time we had a College World Series when Michigan – came out of nowhere, beat UCLA, and it's the expectation is, wow, okay, nice story, and boy, that bracket sure got easier, but, well, they just kept it rolling. So, I mean, I think both sides, you know, both of these teams have very tough assignments ahead. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Joe Rickshrode of The Athletic, and Joe, as you mentioned, the Vanderbilt side of the bracket in terms of the selection committee and seating and that kind of thing looks less strenuous. But like you said, they had to beat some people that, quote, should have been there to get there. So it's not like they are any lesser. But, you know, when you look over there on the Tennessee side and you see number two Texas and you see number seven Mississippi State and you see a former CWS champion in Virginia – uh, you can certainly understand where folks might think Vanderbilt, quote, has the easier road. Oh, no doubt. And, I mean, ten- Tennessee side is certainly, like you said, well, the, the, the blue blood side, so to speak. I mean, Texas, you know, great program, great team this year. I mean, and, and everybody knows about Mississippi State. I mean, you know, they, that's just that's a, that's a program you, you just – it's kind of like Vanderbilt. You kind of just look up and expect them to be there at the end. Um, three in a row for them. Uh, no one else can say that. And Virginia's interesting because they were bad. I mean, they were bad. Like, they had a losing record you know, well into the season. It just looked like, you know, just one of those down years for a great program. Um, but, you know, when you have a great program with that kind of, uh, to use the Tim Corbin uh, term, the fibers, the winning fibers, you know, that Virginia has, and then you get rolling like this. Um, at the exact right time you want to get rolling. I mean, that's a that's a heck of a tough team, too. So, yeah, certainly I'd say the glamour side is, is Tennessee's for sure. Um, and it's, the Vanderbilt side is a little bit, you know, sometimes it does work out in tournaments where, you know, a team does you a favor, knocks out a team that you would have had a bigger problem with, and then you handle that team. And that, it may turn out that way. But to me um, – as you guys pointed out, I mean, Arizona and Stanford both um, are legit. And, I mean, I just – NC State is just going to be really interesting. Uh, do they ride that wave or was that was, was that them peaking, you know, in Fayetteville? Yeah, that's the real big question for Vanderbilt. And I'm sure that they probably weren't necessarily expecting to have to prepare for that NC State pitching staff. Um, as Speaking of pitching staffs, obviously we know – Kamar Rocker, we all know Jack Leiter, but does it help Vanderbilt because they don't have as deep of a pitching staff as maybe they have in the past that they don't have to go through the tougher side of the bracket? Um, yeah, I mean, it, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you could look at it that way potentially. Um, you know, it's one of those things though where. I mean, even with Rocker and Leiter, I mean, you can't. I mean, you hope, and then if 
the way they're going to win is for them to keep performing this way. But, man, it's still a lot to ask for those. Hey, just go seven or eight, you know, and uh, dominate. (laughs) No big deal. In the College World Series. Yeah, exactly. But, hey, I mean, I mean. That, that is what it's going to take, right? So so if you just count that as those guys are going to be those guys, um, yeah, this side's probably better. Although, again, I, I think Arizona, of the other three, is the most dangerous. They come right out with, just look at the numbers. I mean, they have they have a very good, deep lineup. Um, but that pitching depth is going to be really interesting for Vanderbilt. I mean, you know, Patrick, I mean, you got two freshmen who are, I think are both going to be really good and have good stuff and have looked like freshmen, have had their ups and downs. Um, Patrick Riley, I mean, Christian Little hasn't pitched in a long time. And, you know, they didn't have to uh, go to him in the Super Regional because they were just so good with those two guys and then the back end of the bullpen. But I will be really interested. I assume it would be Riley, but, I mean, I think you can make a case for Little to, uh, you know, be the next guy in the rotation. Either way, I think both of them are, you know, potential, you know, long-relief guys, McIlvain. And uh, it, it was great for Vanderbilt, I think, to – you know, for Maldonado and Murphy to perform like they did in the Super. Now, can Hugh Fisher, Ethan Smith, Ethan Smith has, you know, like COVID and injuries and stuff like that. I mean, if, if they get, if everything breaks right with health and performance, then I think they've got what you need. But there are a lot of questions um, in that group of players about just how, how much Vanderbilt can get out of them. You know, Mo, you were talking about, uh, speaking of long layoffs, how Blade Tidwell, who is typically the Sunday starter for Tennessee, is he he threw, he threw game two, so their their number two guy hasn't thrown in God knows how long. In a minute, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Joe Rexrode of the Athletic talking College World Series, and before we get into Blade Tidwell, I, I want to go back, Joe. The way TD Ameritrade plays, um. Offenses are going to probably be behind the eight ball a little bit more, I think. I don't think the ball's going to fly out of there. I don't think UT is going to go in and hit six home runs in a game like they did on Sunday. But uh, does right. that not play more to pitching staffs and their strengths? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, like you said, I mean, I. You know, Tony Vitello, one thing he said about his staff when he's recruiting pitchers is, like, one thing you really have to have is toughness because you are going to give up some mid-range fly balls that leave the yard there, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, you can you can do the job correctly, and it, it can still fly out. you got to be able to, you know, it's like a, like a cornerback or something in football. You know, you get burned, and you just have to just wipe the slate clean and get, get lined up for the next play. Um, so it's, uh, it's like for Tennessee, I'm sure the, the pitchers are a little bit excited to, to be in a, a big park like this that plays that way, that usually the ball stays in uh, more than a lot of places. Um, and, you know, that'll be interesting from a, from a lineup perspective for Tennessee. I mean, you know, you still got like Jake Rucker, what, he led the SEC in doubles, I think, right? I mean, I mean, he, you know, they still have guys who are going to spray the ball over the field and, and, uh, you know, give you opportunities to score runs. But certainly they've relied a ton on the long ball. So that'll be interesting to see how that affects them. Yeah, again, UT throws freshman Blade Tidwell out there in a game with Omaha on the line. In a three-game series, 
throughout the Southeastern Conference schedule, you've not seen him until the third game. He comes in in game two on Sunday. Gives you seven strong. I mean, gives up seven hits. Gives up, like you said, <laughs> made some good pitches and, and got no result or not a good result out of them. Gave up six runs all earned. But they got the win, and at that point, you know, that's the only thing that mattered. He improved to 10-3 and three with that performance. Um, going to be a little bit more comfortable, like you said, but, you know, to see a freshman come through in that situation, it's got to be another confidence boost for Vitello and that coaching staff and that team, I would think. Oh, huge. Because, you know, that, I mean, Dallas has been great. Uh, this year, and, and Heflin has been a revelation I and mean, a guy who has never really had a chance to be in rotation. I just think that, you know, that soft tossing lefty is just such a nice change of pace if, if you can get a guy who attacks the strike zone and changes speed, and, and, and he's just been terrific. But Tidwell's got the best stuff. I mean, and so I, I earlier this week, I sort of made the comparison, again, very cautiously, but it's a little bit, a little bit like Vanderbilt with Rocker as a freshman. Um, knowing that again, not not nearly what it was. He had just thrown a freaking unbelievable, you know, no hitter to avoid elimination. But but having that freshman who has kind of grown up through the year, and now he's going to Omaha, and you're like, yeah, this is this is the guy with the stuff. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see what Vitello does there with all that. But I think that's a big confidence boost because yeah, look, I thought he pitched great against LSU and. I think probably a couple of those balls are, uh, you know, warning track shots in Omaha. Right, and and I think um, if he if his senior year at Loretto is not in the middle of a pandemic, I'm not sure Blake Tidwell gets to Knoxville. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean and I think I think now he's going to be high when you know he'll be prominent when he does go. Yeah, C- considering what you know. What we know about Ryan Weathers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows yeah. if he ever uh, clear, got there. Clearly people know what's going on down there in Loretto. Um, speaking, on, <laughs> speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Joe Rexroad of The Athletic, um, getting caught up on College World Series. Again, Vanderbilt plays in the 6 o'clock game on Saturday against NC State. NC State. Tennessee plays in the 1 o'clock game on Sunday against Virginia. Um, we'll be watching, Joe. Um, I'm sure you'll be watching as well from parts unknown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. the Omaha, um, we'll see if the final series happens. That's what I did two years ago with Vanderbilt, went up the final series. But, yeah, they've sort of an interesting situation in Omaha. It's like, uh, I mean, it's awesome that they're going to have a full stadium, but they, the media policies are like, like nothing has changed, which is very weird. They basically sent out an email like, "Do not come cover this event. It'll be on Zoom." So, um, so I think that deterred some people. But you know, the athletic—we got a couple people who live in it, Nebraska, which is a good thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to checking out. It's going to be going to be a heck of a week. Yeah, it, no stand-ups. You can't do stand-ups anywhere in, in the stadium. It, it's it's an absolute – you're exactly right. That's what they did. They sent out an email to the media and said, don't come here. Don't come. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, that's, weird. It's, it yeah. is the weirdest thing. You, but You can come watch, just don't come cover. Don't, don't talk <laughs> yeah. into a microphone. Yeah, right. yeah. Damn media. Yeah, we wouldn't want this to be covered or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's only the yeah. biggest event in – In college baseball. In college baseball, yeah. no big deal. Wow. Oh, Joe, man – 
we really appreciate you coming in, coming on, taking some time with us today. And uh, you know, it's always a pleasure to get to talk to you and talk a little whatever's going on. That that's the cool thing about Joe. He's kind of like uh, Lawson's mom, Teresa. He he's a you know, he's got a little bit about everything, and we can talk to him about anything. Absolutely. It's pretty great. We appreciate it, man. Well, it, it's always great being with you guys. Yeah, you know, uh, Jack, both great master of fun kind of thing, you know. Uh, I, I, I dabble in a lot of things. So <laughs> It has its but, value, uh, man. It really does. Right. Hey, we that's appreciate right. it. All right. Thanks, guys. All, All right. Bye-bye. That was Joe Rexford on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. And, folks, I need to tell you what just happened because holy crap. Lauren Miller out of Forest just hit a line drive over the left field fence. And when I tell you, I don't – the launch angle might have been four degrees. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I think she hit it just up enough to clear the fence. Barely. It, was, it was a tracer. It was a no-doubter. It was out of here so fast. I mean, that, that may have been a – Faster than I'm, she could get to first base. I don't think she was at first base when it went out. No, that was. She just hit a monster shot. Holy yeah, cow! So Middle Tennessee just took a one nothing lead in the bottom of the first over the East Tennessee Stars with that Lauren Miller solo shot down the left field line. And we also got that on video on our stream. Oh, you're right. We did get it on our stream. Exactly. Oh, so she's gonna another love reason that. why you should be watching us on Facebook, Twitter. That's right. So you can see some this live guy. baseball action. Check out, baseball in, action. check out in turn two over here. I will tell you, it would have been a two-run shot, but uh, mm. the, the leadoff batter, um, Abby Shoulders, out of Macon County, she tried to take second on a, a ball that bounced off the catcher's glove. She was initially safe, but she slid off the bag and, and was that tagged might have been, out. And that might have been a situation where the turf came into play. Yep. You don't because know how to slide not here. Because if you've not played on this stuff, I can tell you, I um, I took a summer league team down to Rose Park um, where Belmont plays their baseball games, and that was one of the biggest adjustments is sliding on this stuff if you've never slid on it before. Yeah, there's no question. It's yeah. a, that, that was – wow. We were planning on taking a break there, but, my goodness, I could not tell you about that home run. That was fantastic. Yes, if you were watching on – hey, uh, and matter of fact – uh, Lawson, don't go to our sponsor tab. Just uh, just leave this supposed, up for, for us to, during the uh, break. So we are going to take a break. When we come back, we've got Braves and Sounds on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. So stick around right after this. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.